Welcome to Indie Insider, presented by Blackshell Media. This is the weekly show where we talk with video game developers and professionals about their stories, their advice for others, and their thoughts on the indie video game industry. I'm Logan Schultz, and on today's show, I sit down and talk with Joel Eskielen and Marcus Malucci of Glow Lime Games, a unique game development program for the aspiring programmers, project managers, and directors of the future. We discuss how they're creating and educating the employees and developers that you want on your team, what it takes to be an effective project manager, how to be happy while still pursuing your dreams, and much, much more. As always, if you have thoughts, questions, or ideas on what we should do next, shoot me an email at logan at blackshowmedia.com. You can also find the most up-to-date news on the Indie Insider Podcast on Twitter by following at Logan A. Schultz. And now, Joel and Marcus of Glow Lime Games. Welcome to Indie Insider Today. I am talking with two of the individuals behind Glow Lime Games, which we're going to break down for you in just a minute. It's it's a pretty awesome program I'm excited to talk about. But first off, uh, Joel, um, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going good, man. Excellent. And Marcus, you're here with me as well. That's right. Hi. Joel Eskeling and Marcus Malucci. Um, I have you two from Glowlime Games. Joel, would you mind telling me just a little bit about Glowlime Games? What is this thing? Oh, don't mind if I do. I can tell you <laughs> about Glowlime Games. <clears throat> well, Glowlime Games is a student-run organization based in Western Massachusetts. Uh, it's student-run, so we work with students from the five colleges consortium in this area, uh, mainly Hampshire College, Smith, Mount Holyoke, UMass, and Amherst. But we also take uh, remote collaborators who want to get together and make games. Yeah, so it's a student-driven program, but is it exclusively for students then? Or, or I guess break that up for me just a little bit. And, and this program isn't even that old, right? Uh, no, not at all. It started about two years ago by Isaiah Mann, uh, also a Hampshire student who's graduating soon. And so I'm now taking over for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's not exclusively to students, um, but the main idea is that we're encouraging students to get together and make something. And um, that's primarily the focus. And um, on that same vein, our primary focus is education. Um, so, but this is good for um, you know beginners or people just looking to work on some you know some projects with some collaborators, something like that. Exactly. Okay. 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 Great. Uh, so I guess my question is. Is Glow Lime Games actually tied to a school? Is it school funded, or is this outside uh, of of that just servicing students in the area? So the funding, it, we are recognized as a student group in Hampshire College, so um, Got it. we do have student group funding, and um, but we also get funding from grants and uh, sponsorship to go to events, and um, from you know uh, working for that outside uh, sources and. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about you guys just a little bit. Um, Joel, you are the executive director of the company, correct? Correct. All right, great. Um, what does that actually entail? What does the executive director of Glowlime Games do? So Glowlime Games has a management section, and this management section is a group of students who aren't directly making the games, but we bring students together to make the games. So as executive director, that's um, 
organizing how we believe is best for Golan games to run and um, how to create the best environment for students to get together and work. So I, my job as executive director is to make sure that happens and that happens well, more or less. So there are a lot of different, um, I guess, groups or tracks or, or even programs for people interested in different areas of working in games, right? You mentioned management. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, Marcus, tell me a little bit about what you do. I have you listed as a project manager. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I uh, was the uh, assistant project manager and I just upgraded. So, I mean, project management is, uh, it's not specific to video games for sure or any kind of games. Uh, project management is, you know, that's just a general term for anyone who, um, who oversees uh, a handful of projects and just make sure that they, uh, they come through with the original creative vision and the original um, the original vision of of the uh, of the creative director in this case uh, within the the time frame that the production schedule lies at. So um, we just make sure that these games are uh, fun to play. <laughs> so that's probably a key component of this. You guys are actually making games. These students are getting together and actually creating projects are there things you guys are working on right now or that you've put on uh, or, or produced in the past that have um, actually made their way out to audiences we've uh, we've averaged about three games a semester which is which is pretty um impressive for a bunch of college students uh in my <laughs> opinion um <laughs> but we we tried four we tried four uh last semester and that was a lot uh we just ran out of people to put on those teams so we cut it down to three this semester we've had two in the past Okay, great. So tell me how many students are actually involved in Glowlime Games right now? That's that an excellent or, question. Um, I actually have the stats. Uh, so at the moment, we have approximately, uh, let's say, I think uh, the number was 40 last, um, uh, plus or minus a few, because uh, some students drop off, some students uh, join in. Right, and, sure, of course. Um, so average was 40 last I checked. Uh, and that's on three projects at the moment, not including management, although man I am working on a project as well, and I'm in management. So, <laughs> a lot of us know. take more than one role. Yes. It seems like it. Like you guys are, you know, working with other students, and are, are you self-educating, it seems like? I mean, you're learning by doing, and then you're also, you know, helping others learn? Yeah, that's very much uh, what's going on. Uh, me, personally, I'm a computer science person. I do programming. And so uh, I, I work as lead programmer on one of the projects. And a lot of what that entails is educating newer students who've never programmed before, never worked in Unity, which is the main engine we use. Um, okay, I was going to ask. And so a lot of that is part of the education. That's a, a good point, too. I mean, you guys are students. Joel, you said you're a third-year student right now, and you're coming up in the end of your third year. Yep. Right, and computer science. Uh, Marcus, you're a student as well. What are you studying? I'm actually not a student. I think oh. I'm one of the few non-students at, uh, at Glowline currently. Um, it's, a, it's a nice position, actually. I just kind of, kind of get to come in and uh, hang out with a bunch of college students who are significantly more stressed than I am. <laughs> so, Marcus, um, I guess what is your... Um, w well, what do you do with your days then? I mean, if, if you're not a student, um, and then how did you get connected with Glowlime Games? That's a great question. Well, I mean, I've been making games since I could write, basically, um, on the playground and uh, in business meeting rooms. And um, 
I I was actually I was actually working at Hampshire College, um, and when uh, the our current event coordinator and one of our uh, our production lead, what is her position? I, she has so Operation many positions. Manager? Operations manager. There we go. <laughs> okay. She came to me, and uh, after I said I was interested in making games and getting into the industry, uh, and uh, yeah, she offered me the opportunity as a creative director. Uh, I came up with an idea in like several weeks, and um, yeah, we had we had something to go off of. It was great. Um, otherwise, uh, aside from Glowline Games, I'm also uh, I'm also an editor and a writer uh, for a different game studio, and I also make cafe food. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I I love the food, so not a problem at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> can I ask what the other um, game studios you work with? Sure. Oh, a plug. <laughs> so yeah, why like, not? Um, Chisa Studios is a visual novel uh, studio, and um, they had uh, we had a uh, one our first game greenlit on Steam. I know that greenlight is kind of uh, walking up to the execution table but um we we got we got greenlit and it was it was great um we we had, we started a kickstarter which didn't work out and we are currently uh still in production we had to uh, take a step back and uh look at how that works i mean the industry is is very complex right so um it works in in mysterious ways but uh <laughs> we have i think four or three other projects currently also in development there's a lot happening um, which you can check out on our Twitter. Oh, there you go. Tell me the Twitter. What is it while we're here? Oh boy, Chisa Studios at Twitter.com, I believe. Um, at Chisa, at Chisa Studios. Pro- probably something pretty intuitive like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, okay. Cool. Well, let's pull on back to Glowlime Games. Uh, we talked a little bit about you, Marcus. Joel, how did you end up getting connected with Glowlime Games? I mean, you're a student, so were you just aware of it as as a student group? Uh, well, okay, so, funny story, uh, Isaiah <laughs> Mann, um, who was the previous executive director, uh, he was my orientation leader, so, oh, okay. that was just how I got to met, meet him at the first, but, uh, long story short, I was interested in game development, and, uh, I ended up living with Isaiah, and I was like, hey, you should, we should do this, and, here I am doing this with him. <laughs> so, well, there you go. And now you are the executive director of the company. I mean, this—that's great. Good for you, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, talk to me a little bit about the projects you guys put out. You said you you usually put out three a semester, which uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty quick turnaround uh, on a few games, especially for I mean, just forty students. Um, but still, I mean, forty students—that's not a small number either, especially when you're trying to coordinate or put things together. Um, what do you end up doing with these games? Are you selling them? Are they active on the marketplace? Um, are they free games? Are you know how how does that kind of stuff work? And how do you look at that? Since our model is educational, and uh, we do we are funded by the school. Uh, all of our games currently have to be free, so we can't we can't monetize those things. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that relationship with the school. Um, I, I mean, is. Or do they have a pretty heavy hand in what you guys do? Or is there certain stuff you structure things towards? Or do you have advisors that you work with? Uh, I could take. I could speak on this. Um, so sure. we do uh, have advisors, and um, the school does have a hand in it, but they're not uh, directly involved in the process of making the games. Um, so 
we have a professor here at Hampshire College who's a, uh, on a lead professor for game development, and he, his name is Ira Fay, and uh, he helps coordinate some of our projects, as in students are able to obtain course credit, or for some students, it's their uh, senior thesis. For some students, they're just working on Glowlime just to work on something, you know? So it's different for each student, but um, we have that academic support. Okay, absolutely. And then there are actually, if students are working with Glam Games, they can actually apply this towards credit, correct? I mean, this this can go towards yeah. their degree. Yep. Which is pretty great. I mean, uh, they're actually getting, you know, it seems like hands-on experience with, you know, making games and projects and, and different elements of the um, of the team and the process of making games and then also getting credit towards their degree, which is, I think, pretty cool. Or did you get pretty positive response from that? Uh, of course, everyone's excited for that. Um, of course, the, <laughs> of course, it's not just free credit. There are some requirements that the professors would have. Um, but for the most part, it's giving students an opportunity um, because we are students. So obviously, uh, graduating uh, is going to come first. Um, but if you can get credit while making it, then, you know. Right, of course. Well, and let me apply that to a larger uh, or a broader idea. Do you get pretty positive response to the program as a whole? Are there things that, you know, are working now, aren't working, things that you guys are working on to, I guess, make it better? It's still a pretty young program. Ah, uh, the rough side of Glowline, you're asking. <laughs> oh. Glowline, so, Glowline Dark. Dark. There you go. Uh, dark Lemon Games. Uh, uh, ooh, I like it. Spin-off series. There you uh, go. Yeah. So... Of course, uh, and with, as with anything, it's never going to go perfectly the first time. And a lot of it is a learning experience. So we make we try to make significant changes at the end of each semester. What went wrong? What went right? Uh, part of it being the project selection uh, and criteria we have there. Part of it being how we um, create the the teams. Um, as of because uh, one of the more prominent issues is. Uh, finding a balanced team because you want because students are coming with different levels of experience and we want students to be able to make something and finish something so you can't have a team of full beginners try and make the next rpg you know giant massive thing so <laughs> no i mean that that totally makes sense i mean do you have to be pretty hands-on as you know as management to keep projects in check and it kind of move things towards that end goal at the end of the semester Oh, for sure. That's Marcus's job as project management to let us know if anything is going wrong. We, yeah, we do try to be pretty on hand. Um, there's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that we have to, we have to, that we have to oversee, uh, and a lot of these people are often only on for one semester, or they don't actually go to the same college as uh, that we're based at, which is Hampshire. So, uh, you know, online commuting is its own. <laughs> thing that we have to try to account for in terms of productivity um so we're pretty involved um and we don't generally take people directly outside of Lime into management we often take people that have been um on the team before so i was a creative director of a project at one point uh for two semesters and then i, I became the project manager um so it, i mean it's pretty easy to to become a part of management really the the, the line um the line is not too thick. That's not the way that that expression goes. 
<laughs> that's that's all right. I like it. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking over your website right now, kind of exploring this program. Um, tell me more about what you guys do. What does a semester look like? Talk me through the beginning to the end of a project, uh, especially Marcus. You said you've been a creative director before. Can you talk me through what that's like? Yeah, I would love to speak to that. Um, <laughs> so, we, you know, we, we uh, like I said, the staff changes pretty often. People are um, people are students, so they come and go pretty quickly, and their interests change. So we have to account for that. Um, but at the beginning of a semester, when we you know we start a game after the after the pitch and after everything's accepted, um, we all with the team meets and um, the creative director pitches what they can to the team and um, we start at the game design document, which is the cornerstone of everything: the art bible and the the uh, you know the GitHub and the uh, the game design document is where everything comes back to and. Um, yeah, so day one is looking that over. We we try to we try to stay friendly. We actually use um, we use Slack, so we we connect over that and um, we get started as soon as we can. We do uh, we take people apply for specific positions, um, so it's not loosey goosey. We've got teams within uh, each each uh, each game. Um, we've got you know we we often have art, and then there's the engineers and um, the what else is there <laughs> oh designers. audio is, yeah the game designers the audio engineers yeah um so i mean it's always fun for me i have always had a blast we, we you know we try to keep it um we try to keep it fun um because game design you know it can be it can be grueling uh the industry is intense and um people always talk about crunch crunch time uh we try to avoid that starting day one by having a, a, a pretty um, clearly defined production schedule. So we have a, a producer um, and a project manager on the project. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, ignore that. We have a, we, we have a producer whom um, the operations manager speaks with directly, and then the project manager, manager speaks with the creative director. So um, managing the creative side of things, but also making sure that this is a game that fit, can fit into uh, a single semester. So let me ask you this. Um, sure. do you, are you finding currently that Glowlime Games, the way it's structured, is really preparing people well for entering into the video game industry? Well, I, I, I you know, I think that it's significant that we're nonprofit. Um, because it means that people have to do this kind of thing, um, not in their spare time, but they have to allot uh, an amount of time that is non-paid. Um, so I think in a way it does, because a lot of game design work uh, is over time. Like I said, crunch time is a big thing. So we have the creative director who pitches something of uh, varying scope uh, that has to, that, you know, we try to finish as much as we can within a single semester. Um, and I think that generally it does reflect that, uh, except for uh, finals period, because that's always intense. Normally, I right, don't think people in the industry have to do finals at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and in a sense, I mean, all of your you know, designers and game developers on these teams, they're all doing this you know, less than part-time, right? Because they're all, well, at least most of them, are also students, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's gotta be grueling in some capacity. 
I, I kind of like that about it, honestly, to be completely frank, because um, that's what it's going to be like, especially, you know, if you have an internship <laughs> out there in the uh, the real world. I um, I think that's, that's important because uh, it's, it's significant for us to try to maintain the scope of our projects. Um, that honestly has been the biggest lesson for me is scope is incredibly important. Well, and that's a really big aspect of, I guess, what you do as a project manager um, and overseeing other project managers, right, is, is kind of keeping scope and, and coordinating those different aspects, right? That's right, yeah. What is it like, I guess, teaching students how to, you know, rein their games in and rein their projects in and, and figuring out how to coordinate that? I mean, people are always going to, they're always going to make their games too big in scope. So you let them do their thing for a week or two, and um, then they take a look and they say, okay, well, this is what we have to remove. This is what we have to scale down. This is what, um, you know, we we want to keep. Um, and, you know, after that initial very difficult might I add, period, um, <laughs> we can get into a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the second stage of things, which is just actually, you know, ap actually implementing them um, and uh, making sure that it all works together. Um, balancing is, is the last step, but um, yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break here, so stay with us. I'm Logan Schultz, and you're listening to Indie Insider. Hey everyone, thanks for listening so far. I wanted to let you know that I'm a little bit extra excited for next week's episode. Usually we keep the guest for next week a surprise and only offer some hints and a preview, but I seriously can't keep quiet about this one. Next week, I'm talking with Kate Edwards, the executive director of the International Game Developers Association. She's an incredible person with an absolutely jaw-dropping story. And her and I talk about everything, working for Microsoft, game fraud and key theft, uh, avoiding complete international incident, how the International Game Developers Association is changing and representing the rights of game developers throughout the industry, the ever-changing landscape of indie game creation, and so much more. It's arguably my favorite interview that I've ever had the privilege of conducting. And I truly hope you'll join us next week. One more quick note before we return to the show. We love that you're here and enjoying the show, but we always want to share these stories and interviews with as many people as possible. And we could really use your help with that. Of course, if you enjoy the show, please tell people either in person or across social media. However, the absolute best thing you can do to help is to leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you have questions for myself or the guests, something you'd like us to discuss, you can reach out to me via email at logan at blackshowmedia.com, or you can follow along on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. Joel, I have a similar question for you, actually. Mm -hmm. um, what is it like working with students? I mean, do you have students that come to you and say, I want to be a manager. I want to manage other people um, and and be a part of a team in that way. What is it like working with you know students who are interested in in maybe those those aspects of a game team as opposed to actually just you know being designers and art designers and and you know working in that regard? Um, yeah. So of course, uh, as with any game 
the studio, I would imagine that there's going to be a producer, there's going to be people who aren't uh, exactly working on the project, but of course. They're, they're necessary nonetheless to ensure that everything goes according to schedule. Um, so most of, for students, um, they all have come from varying levels of commitment and passion, right? So for some students, they come to me like, you know, they just want to work on something in their spare time. Sure. But if a student comes to me like, I want to learn this, I want to learn that, uh, I want to learn programming, I want to learn Unity, I want to make a game, uh, then we do our best to, uh, you know, connect them with someone who is going to help them we, uh, or mentor them, if not myself or not Isaiah or something along those lines. Um, so... Whenever students come to us, uh, as in they want to be for management, we're always happy to uh, bring them in and uh, sort of show them the ropes. Um, as in that's also another part of of it, um, sort of continuing the legacy. We want we want the Lime to be a very uh, helpful thing for students, um, giving them the opportunity rather, because coming to college, you don't know really know anyone, and if you're in game development, uh, well, you're already uh, having a difficult time because uh, there's little academic support just in the field uh, in general speaking throughout the whole country or anything there game design programs are hard to sort of make happen so Golime is something we uh, we do for you know uh, students well and that's something that's kind of nice right is you know, when you are out in the industry, you are trying to make it. If your, you know, game is too experimental or it just doesn't work uh, or it doesn't sell well, and that can be the end for you. And that can be the end of your business or your time as a game developer. Mm -hmm. um, it's, isn't it kind of nice to have the safety net of education and of being in school? Is this a good time for people to experiment and to learn? Do you see pretty active results or, or uh, consequences of that? Oh, for sure. Um, so, okay. So uh, a lot of our students, I mean, we're still a young program, so it's, it's not like uh, we have uh, amazing alums that we can point to. Uh, of course. Oh, look, this Isaiah man. Uh, he's going <laughs> off to, to work for a big tech company. Um, but that, that's a true statement, but um, <laughs> sure. So it, it's, I can't, it's hard to say how, you know, we're preparing students for in the industry, but uh, I would I would be hard pressed to say that we weren't showing them a how a legitimate studio would be run. Um, and we have we go out to events, we uh, showcase our games and stuff like that. Um, we try and give students the full experience to um, make a game. Um, yeah, so. As you said, they're not going to crash and burn and have to turn in the company just because they <laughs> decided to have fun and actually just make something. Yeah, right, this is right kind right. of a place where we can get people to shake all of their ideas out and uh, go from someone who just likes to make games to someone who actually uh, is like, oh, okay, this is what it's really like a little bit more. This is what it's going to take. This is a taste of what it's going to take. Stress and all. Yeah, Sure. So tell me a little about that. What are some of the games that Glowlime Games has actually put out uh, over these past, you know, what, almost two years now? Um, any that really stand out that have been really well received? 
Um, so I could speak on that. Uh, so one of our projects uh, from spring of 2016, that would be a whole year ago, mm -hmm. uh, was the experiment, which was uh, a project pitched by a Sherilyn Lima Smith student. Uh, now, this project we took to Mass Digi's, uh, uh, they had a they have an annual pitch contest um and we did receive a, a uh, what's it called an acknowledgement for its artistic uh creativity or something along those lines um, okay and uh so we we do try and uh showcase these games uh so the experiment was one of them it's available on itch.io for free, of course. Um, we've had. It's funny because uh, one of the things you wouldn't expect from just student game is people like on YouTube messaging you if can they uh, do a run of your game or something along those lines, and and that's always nice to get some um, significant uh, audience. Yeah, I don't want to brag, but didn't didn't the experiment get played by Markiplier? Oh no 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 that was. That was not the experiment that got played by Markiplier. No, oh. it was it was one of Sherilyn's other games that got played oh. by Markiplier. So, I was lied to. Yeah. Well, but one degree of separation, or two degrees rather. I mean, that's <laughs> that's still pretty good, right? That's yeah, worth so something. We have great students working on our projects, so some of the, so you can see um, that go both ways. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. The experiment was great. It was it was a really it was a really interesting idea for a story that got informed by the uh, the unique art style. Um, it had a slow pace to it, which um, we hadn't really had before. It was very storytelling uh, focused. So yeah, that was really neat. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, Joel, Marcus, thank you for chatting with me about Glow Lime Games. Uh, I'm enjoying, I guess, hearing the story. But let me ask you this. What is next for Glowlime Games? I mean, it's still a pretty young program, but it seems like you guys are learning really quickly what's working for you. What does the future look like? What's the five-year plan for this this company you've created? Five-year plan? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through this year. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but actually, I'm uh, so I, one of the main goals of, of mine on the side is keeping this going so finding we're always taking applications and um trying to get newer students involved freshmen sophomore you know so this can keep going in this area um so that's a main goal and then also just keep making more games so yeah well, of course of course of course marcus what, what do you think if, if you could project the future of glow lime games what do you see i think the educational aspect of it is the most important to me so um, not only being educational for people in college, but we, we have uh, done a little bit with um, with mentoring. We have a, uh, a high school student uh, currently that we have taken on to do a little uh, game design work with. And oh, okay. um, mostly she just watches a lot of what we do and, and, and sits in on meetings. But uh, we've had a, we've had a few um, meetings with her that, um, you know, I, I feel like have, have gone very well in terms of um, imparting some of our some of the things that we've talked about today um and other game design basics uh the 101 for a high school student so i think you know the edu i think that's you know that's why glow is unique is that we're here for the education um 
I would like to see it in the next five years continue what we do with the college and um, get as many mentees as we can. Um, I think that's the right word for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Mentee. Um, if I can add on to that, uh, Hanford College is one of the leading um, schools for game design. So if we can make that number one, I, I would know why. You would know why. Goal <laughs> on games. That's so, right. There you have it. Goals. There you go. You're hearing it right here, right now on our podcast. S- history being made. I like it. All right, cool. Well, one thing I didn't mean for us to skip over before we move away from Glowlime Games uh, and step into talking about some broader topics, um, Joel, you mentioned that you guys actually go to events and you were sharing your pitch with me uh, actually before we started recording. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the events that you go to, You know what that experience is like, especially for the students? And then do you want to give the pitch as well if it's, if it's different than the beginning? <laughs> uh, you were rehearsing it before. Oh man, I think I've given it most of it. So okay, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I gave it at the beginning. Yeah, Golem Games is a student-run organization. Blah blah blah. Uh, that was good. That was good. But, yeah. Um, so we've gone to several events uh, throughout the years. Uh, uh, we've been to last semester was GameCon in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We had a booth there where we showcased. Uh, the games we were working on that semester and um, games from the previous semester, so like spring, such as the experiment. And um, we did get some pretty significant um, attendance and people stopped by and we'd always, uh, it's always a great experience going to conventions and stuff like that, um, even though it is exhausting over the days uh, uh, and showcasing your games. But uh, we try and take as many students as we can um, provided we have the funding for uh, to make the trips. And um, yeah, so it's always good for, for students to uh, get a chance to make the games, but also get a chance to uh, show them off because that's obviously a very important part of uh, the, the whole cycle of being a game developer. I was going to ask, is that really the goal of going to events like that? Because, I mean, you're not really trying to sell your game more and you're not really trying to recruit new people necessarily. So it, it has to be a bit more of, of just providing such an experience to students, right? Yep. Though I, we do get some nice recruitment <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> Marcus, yeah. were you going to say something? I think that's a great point, Logan. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of a unique experience of, of sitting at a table um, and saying, Hey, look at our game. And people are like, Oh, like, is it like, are you promoting this so that I can buy it on the app store? And we're just like, you know, we have to say, no, this is like, this is just what some students can do in a semester. Um, and like putting ourselves out there to, uh, you know, for, for personal, not personal recognition, but, you know, personal prof- professional recognition, um, getting more followers on Twitter and um, <laughs> <laughs> also getting more followers on our main Twitter, Will on Games Twitter. There you go, right? All right, of course. Uh, and then, so let me ask you this. Is helping your um, your students involved in Glowlime Games, is helping them getting a job post-college with a game company or a game studio, is that an important goal for you guys? Or are you really focused more on just teaching while they're there? Oh, you want to take this, Marcus? Yeah, that's a good question. I wouldn't say that we we don't have anything set up for that in terms of like um, like a program um, 
or like a, a department. Um, but that's I, I, we we definitely promote that as much as we can. Um, we have a, a couple people who have had internships and um, been able to go and you know work on their own games uh, uh, at at different studios or um, stuff like that. Um, I think I think that's actually another one of the things that I'd like to see within the next five years because um, that's a difficult thing to achieve as a college. But um, I think you know anything that that can uh, help that uh, help students make those kind of decisions and, and achieve those kind of those kinds of goals would be would be great at Glowline. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just seems so structured toward that, right? I mean, you're already giving them all those skills. You're already giving them, you know, a portfolio of experiences and games that they've worked on. The next natural step seems to be, you know, developing partnerships with companies, working on, you know, um, getting your students into internships and into positions. So I don't know, that that just seems like the natural progression to me. But, uh, you know, hopefully we see something like that in the future. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a, a new department in the making. Uh, we just don't have anything official for it, but absolutely, it's it's something that uh, we strive to do for sure. Cool goals hashtag goals. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Joel Marcus, thank you for talking to me about Glowlime Games. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a few questions about um, your thoughts on the broader indie video game industry and the video game industry as a whole, uh, especially from your perspective of, you know, education and, and a student organization, if that's all right. Uh-huh. That's quite all right. <laughs> great. Sounds great. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you're working with, uh, as you said, some students who are coming in with some experience and, and some talent. What do you think about getting a job in this industry? I mean, is that is this a viable industry for people to get sustainable work in at this point? Are there things that, you know, should change that would make it more viable? What are your thoughts, Joel? Okay. So, wow. Uh, making game development viable. Uh, so <laughs> whenever I, I talk with people about uh, working in a small studio, a small indie studio, a lot of it is that uh, same repetitive uh, game dev tycoon uh, type scenario where you're working on projects for contracts uh, just to get by and then you're stuck in an endless loop of trying to make enough money to keep the company afloat and pay people but also just to um, you know of hope for eventually you'll you'll be able to work on that one passion project and, and uh, so that's kind of what game dev uh i think is the current state of game development for indie um now my the interesting part is that i would say it's worth it uh why do you say that now that's kind of just a personal uh preference but um i find that if you're passionate about it enough then you know you really just go out there and do it and um it's that's yeah um so that's just a personal uh preference of mine i suppose uh what, what's, your, what's your opinion marcus <laughs> <laughs> i um you know indie games there's like a million of them right and you have to as someone who's getting into the industry think about you have to think about what you can do to make it stand out from the rest um and in my opinion and my experience, 
and this may not match up with anyone else's, but in my experience, um, if you stick, if you have a passion for making games and you have a clear vision and a distinct style, um, that's all you need to get people interested in what you're doing and to get recognition. If you have those things and you feel committed to doing something like that, then, um, you know, then I don't know. I don't know how quickly you're going to be able to make it sustainable, but you can definitely you can definitely connect with others, make uh, you know you can you can make serious business uh, connections through through that as long as you are able to make work in one way or another uh, in your spare time or um, even if it's something really small. Um, just just having that passion and being committed is is in my experience what you need. Well, let me ask you it from this direction, Marcus. You are working with Golem Games. You have another uh, game company you're working with as well. Um, and you're also serving food. I mean, yes. <laughs> right? And that's that's your uh, sustainable model for you with where you are right now. Are you enjoying that? You know what? I am. I it's Games are an art like anything else. And um, the starving artist thing has been going for a while uh people have been doing it and living it and um i'm doing and living it and i you know i i get by and i get to i get to work on some some really interesting projects i get to work with really great people and um uh, most importantly i'm getting the kind of experience that i want to be building up so that um eventually when i become a writer for bioware um i can look back on this fondly and uh relay my indie experiences is that the goal marcus to write for bioware is that your dream job is that not everyone's goal (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough joel you said that it's worth it to Mm -hmm. you know work on those projects those contracted projects to work towards your dream game is what is your dream game i mean tell me a little bit about you know is that what you want to do um so I'm thinking about, I find myself thinking about this a lot over the upcoming months um, with senior year coming through soon. And yeah, of course. So obviously the question is, what am I going to do when I graduate? Uh, am I going to apply to some random small studio here in the area, stay in the valley, or go back to the city, go move to California or some something along those lines? Um, so... Personally, I find myself leaning more towards uh, starting my own studio, actually. So, really? Yeah, that's a, a, a experience with Glow Lime. And uh, as with everyone else I talk to, uh, that just seems like the most clear way to go for me. And why is that? What about that appeals to you? What about uh, being indie appeals to you? Um, so as a programmer, it's kind of like, do I just go work in tech and, you know, just be that guy, make okay money and just get bored of my life. So <laughs> I'm like, nah, let's make things exciting. And <laughs> it, it really is just a passion thing. Um, I would say as Marcus said, the starving artist art is, it is, it is an art. So game development is an art. It's not necessary like it's not going to uh you know save lives but you know it's what makes life worth living 
So let that be the reason why. To that, I, I mean, I would say that we can have a really significant impact with our games, honestly. Um, it might not save lives today, but personally, the goal is to, uh, you know, at least at least help somebody starving. Talk to me a little bit about that, about impact in games and indie games. It's such a big conversation right now, uh, especially as video games cover more controversial topics and larger topics, um, you know, big button, hot button topics. Um, what do you think about, you know, making games? Do those conversations come up in, you know, in Glowlime games in a semester? Uh, do you guys try to even tackle something like that in, you know, one semester? Uh, and and well, what, do you, what do you think about that? Uh, well, actually, yes, uh, we do try to. Uh, a lot of our projects, of course, uh, we want the projects to be acceptable in scope and you know try and make something very general but sometimes we try and make interesting projects uh <laughs> i would argue they're all interesting uh maybe yes. hopefully right hopefully. <laughs> uh, and so uh 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 so okay several of our projects ongoing this semester are uh experimental perhaps in that uh one of them is a interactive story about uh dealing with grief and um it is sort of a serious game in that it's uh well uh not a very casual haha lighthearted thing but um we do try and give students that uh opportunity to make something that they they are they are passionate about of course um bringing it back to that so if that may be uh a game about grief and loss and sadness and we'll make that game yeah so yeah there's nothing holding you back from from making a game like that if the right pitch comes along i guess is what you're saying right yeah yeah no no topic is is off limit perhaps Hampshire is a pretty progressive school as well, and they don't have a hand in what we do. So we're fortunate in that regard. Do you think that Glowlime games would work at another school uh, or in another area? I mean, you have the all five colleges, right? The five college area. Mm-hmm. Would this work somewhere else? Interesting question. Uh, I, mean, I honestly yeah. couldn't say. I, I mean, this is <laughs> I moved here straight after high school um, to the five college area. Um so I don't have a whole lot of experience in terms of colleges, but uh, I think that um, I think the five I think the five college consortium couldn't work without the tight knit community of Western Mass. Personally, okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are obviously it's not like the only game development thing in the country, so it, it works. There are similar things throughout the the nation, right? Um, but uh, for Glowline working, it wouldn't be the size that we are at. Or, pro- or But uh, there are students doing uh, incredible things uh, in many different places. As long as you, um, as, well, especially college students, uh, if you want to get, if you can get the right people together and you're pa- you put in enough passion, just, just enough, then it, it can work. Uh, maybe not at this size, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's the main thing. 
All right. Well, I will stop pressing you guys on these difficult, broad, and poorly worded <laughs> questions. And uh, we'll move to the end of the show. And of course, at the end of every episode of Indie Insider, I ask my guests to share a piece of advice, something to send home with listeners, those aspiring game developers, those aspiring project managers, and those aspiring producers. Um, something from your experience, something that inspires you, something you know that, that motivates you, um, or or even just something that's on your mind right now, something you're going through. Share a piece of advice uh, to send people home with today, Joel, if you don't mind. Hmm. My one piece of advice would be, uh, as I'm sure I've said over 20 times in this whole uh, podcast, uh, just do something you're passionate about, right? Uh, it's uh, the main the main thing about game development, I think, um, that some students say, uh, you know, I like games. I'm gonna make a game. I want to be a game developer, but that's not really enough to really go places. You you really need to be passionate and to do it. So you know, if you say I want to be a game developer, then make a game. Be a game developer. Just go out there and do it. So that's my one piece of advice. I like it, Marcus. Do you have advice you would like to send people home with today? Absolutely. It's not often people ask me for advice because I usually sit them down for 20 minutes and try to give them my whole <laughs> life story. Um, try to keep it short, though. Um, All right. Yeah, I am. Um, so, for I mean, for me, um, escapism has always been a pretty significant part of um, video games for me, um, which is kind of a, I mean, escapism, you could argue that uh, you know, video games, it's not escapism exactly. It's, uh, it makes you more interested in uh, the things happening around you, which I think is a, a healthy way, um, to look at it for sure. But, uh, simply worded, it's escapism. Um, that's always been a significant aspect of, of why I play video games. And it's also a significant aspect of why I started making them. And, um, when I, I, when I was a creative director, um, we, I had a, I had a game idea that I still think is great. Um, but it, the scope was a little bit too big. It was trying to do too many things with, um, with narrative. And, um, and because of that, um, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't get finished. We worked on it for two semesters, but it, it didn't, it didn't get completed because, uh, the idea was just a little bit too big. Um, but I think, I think I've, I learned the valuable lesson of, um, how less can definitely be more and when you're trying to make your game about um a certain degree of escapism um using more compelling pieces more more compelling uh, game design tactics uh instead of like more <laughs> mechanics and more game design uh methods um of you know making your game interesting or cool or whatever, um, you might be surprised at how um, it's not necessarily the best thing to make the biggest thing you can think of. It's it's often the little things in video games that um, are the most impactful, and um, and just finding finding what what in games what that little thing is for you, and um, if you're a game designer, um, just trying to replicate that. Uh, in any way that you can um yeah scope less less is more basically 
Less is more. I like it. Well, that is pretty sound advice from Joel Eskilin and Marcus Malucci, um, both of Glowlime Games, the executive director and project manager, uh, respectively. Um, I'm very happy that we finally were able to find a time that works uh, to get this all put together. We've been talking for quite a while um, about getting you guys on the show. So thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. Yeah, I I would love to stay in touch. You guys are great. I listened to a couple of the episodes and it was was really interesting. So thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. And like I said, I'll shoot you an email. We'll stay in touch. All right. Joel Eskilin and Marcus Malucci of Glow Lime Games. Thank you for joining us this week. Again, if you have thoughts, questions, or ideas you'd like to share, you can email me at logan at blackshillmedia.com or reach out on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. That's L-O-G-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. This podcast is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm dedicated to helping independent video game developers reach massive audiences, publish financially successful titles, and turn game development into a career. It's the company's mission to help game developers get more of what they want out of a rewarding opportunity in the game industry, more fans, and sustainable revenue to keep them moving forward. Blackshell Media also has an educational branch to their company, where they offer free articles and resources for aspiring and growing developers, which is why we get to bring this show to you every single week. You can find Blackshell Media on the web at blackshellmedia.com and on Twitter at blackshellmedia. This show is on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast services across the web, as well as the Black Show Media blog. If you enjoy what we're doing here and want us to keep doing it, or if you have things you'd like us to change, please go to your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review so that we can keep sharing these episodes each week with you. Special thanks this week goes out to Raghav Mather, Daniel Doan, and Raquel Hayner, as well as Benjamin Tiso over at bensound.com for the use of his song, Going Higher. I'm Logan Schultz, and you've been listening to Indie Insider. We'll see you next week.